Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. trying to do morse code i'm saying hello in morse code oh you right are now. you figured it yes. out <laughs> yeah i have a morse code translator in front of me oh, okay <laughs> so what is it it's so h is one two three four e is one <laughs> and l is dot dash dot dot and then you would do dot dash dot dot again and then the letter o is one two three wow there morse you code is a lot I learned Morse code for well, this podcast. I don't, I don't know if that, that's what happened. <laughs> I'm a Morse code genius. <laughs> uh, Hi, Nadim. Hi, Mita. How are you? Good. How are you? Mita, I have clearly something going on with my voice. You got a little tickle in there, eh? Yeah. I have a yeah. non-COVID virus. Okay. <laughs> Thank you I for caught... the specific. Yes. I felt like I needed to be clear to you and our listeners my daughter brought home something also non-COVID, and then I caught it, and so here I am. And my voice gets especially radio quality when I'm sick, so it's like, <laughs> I, can, I can hear it right now, and I'm like, wow, this is deep. I kind of like it. It's, I'm like I, I always, it. I do have a radio voice, and when I get yeah. sick, it turns into like, I should do voiceover work. <laughs> But it's a little nasally. I it's think you little, might think yeah. it's a lot better than you think. <laughs> Maybe. But no, I can also feel my nose is a little stuff, so I can kind yeah. of feel that. But mm-hmm. I can also feel when I talk, the my vocal cords vibrating because oh, it's no. so deep. Do you want to record this? No, it's bit? totally good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not uncomfortable, but it's just, it's the symptoms of what has happened. I would but like it's... our listeners to know Nadim did not mention having a cold at all. Yeah. Uh, for Up like until we week. just yeah. started recording, he yeah. didn't say anything about it. So don't think that I'm forcing him to record with me while he's sick. No, that isn't what he happened. That's chose true. this life. I will give Mita that. That is not what yeah. happened. I chose this for myself. Yes. Mita, how's it going? I, you know, I am here. Uh-huh. I am in a really good mood. I got to play with Da Baby. Oh, good. Da Baby's mom, Millie Sampath. Yeah. <laughs> She specifically asked me today while we were playing, like, oh, are you going to talk about Da Baby on your podcast? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll do it. Da Baby yeah. and I were playing. Da okay. Baby today did not want to fall asleep in my arms nor be fed by me. Da Baby only wanted to be entertained by me. Oh. And it was like the nicest feeling. Like he only. <laughs> wanted to play like he would sit in his mom's arms and just like look at me and start laughing for no reason and it was great so that's nice you're fun and (laughs) i am fun fun masimita yes there you go Mm -hmm. that's good how are you i'm all right mita some big things happened in the indian world of bollywood this last week yes there was a wedding there was a a wedding between ranbir kapoor Mm -hmm. and the star of this week's film Yes. Alia Bhatt. Yep. That's a big-ass wedding, guys. It's a big-ass <laughs> wedding, but do you know how many people were there? Not that many. 28, apparently. Yeah. It was just Which family kinda, and, I like, close friends. I really... I... Can I just say, the only reason I'm bringing this up, actually, is mm-hmm. their pictures actually were so endearing. 
It mm-hmm. looked like you have to actually look it up. If you don't follow Bollywood or whatever, look up Alia Bhatt wedding pictures. This girl looks so happy. Like, I she don't does. think I've ever seen a bride look elated. Yeah. And like, she looks... Like, even Deepika, like, yeah. they all None look of posed for theirs. Yeah. yeah they, they all look, look happy. Like... Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, Alia Bhatt looks like happiness incarnate. Like, if her day has come. Her day has come. And it was... Yeah. Their wedding pictures are extremely endearing. Mm-hmm. It's really just, like, whole... They had a very simplistic wedding. It was... It was a simple luxury wedding, but it was a simple wedding nonetheless. Yes. It was very nicely done, very pretty, very beautiful. But like, you could tell this couple, and definitely, like, he was happy too, but definitely her. She was, like... Ecstatic. Ecstatic. And you could see it on her face, and it was really quite... It was really wholesome to see, actually. I just didn't love that she wore a sari over a lehenga. Apparently, that was a part of the simplicity, though. She thought a lehenga would be too formal and she wanted to keep it simple that sorry what she has going on there would make a beautiful simplistic lenga. yeah to wear to someone else's I, wedding what like the sar- like the sorry that she wore the sorry she's really wearing nice, she could yeah. wear as a guest to a really nice a wedding, really nice wedding yeah. and i feel like lenga just screams bridal to me like yeah. screams like you're actually getting married yeah. not just going to a wedding absolutely yeah. the yeah. other thing i wanted to mention was mm-hmm. in a bunch of pictures and like videos on in on like the socials tiktok they fed the paparazzi they <laughs> I yeah love that. they gave That's boxes so of food and dessert and when oh. they had they were cutting cake they brought little cakes for the paparazzi and cut them really? and gave them slices i'm like that's I real that. nice that's so cute really nice i'm it's gonna like... do that at my wedding <laughs> <laughs> you do that yeah. For me, mm-hmm. who will be taking the pictures. You'll I, be the yeah. paparazzi. I'll be the pops, I, pops for you. Yeah. I'm not inviting you to my wedding, but I'll go outside and give you food. Yeah. But seriously, isn't that so nice? That's actually very, very endearing. Yeah. Really <laughs> that's endearing. That's the word of the day. Yeah. Endearing. That's really endearing. That's knowing exactly who has made you who you are. Mm-hmm. And like knowing that like if we're nice to them, they'll be nice to us. And that's exactly how that played out. And not taking for granted the life that you've been given because both of them are Nepo babies. Yeah, like, absolutely. They come from the world of Bollywood yeah. and like have lived in this life their entire life. Yeah. And it just shows that they understand how fortunate they are. They understand really the politics nice of it. Sorry. Yeah. They understand how fortunate they are. Yeah. And, it, yeah. and we're willing to pay that back. It was really mm-hmm. nice. They came at one point outside of their, because it was at their house they came outside to wave to the paparazzi and give them like full shots. And then he picked her up in his arms and walked out to like, again, knowing exactly what the audience wants and just giving yeah. it to them. And then Cute. the paparazzi left you alone. That's true. And I was thinking, I'm like, would anyone in the West do that? Oh, that's a good question. I would if I was a celebrity. Yes, I know you would. Mm-hmm. But what mm-hmm. about people who are currently celebrities? That's a really... You know who I could see doing that? I could see Taylor Swift doing that. Really? Yeah, maybe actually. The way she gives back to her fans and like we'll have secret parties with them and like we'll play play them the album beforehand. I I don't maybe think she would do that with the paparazzi, but I think she would like do something for her fans to be like, I am getting married. But yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I thought the fact that it was the paparazzi was really classy actually. Yeah. Like, but I don't know what the paparazzi in India is like versus the paparazzi in 
okay yeah it's just as brutal it's just as nosy it's just as invasive (laughs) i don't think they're as vulgar as the paparazzi here like i don't think they're asking paris Hilton, so how many people have you slept with like but yeah or things like that but i think they're still just as like because like they don't have tv shows like tmz yeah exactly right yeah so it's interesting oh i like that that's a nice story thank you for sharing that you're welcome it i found and i found it like tied in the whole feeling of the wedding it just felt very celebrity weddings you're talking like you went to the wedding (laughs) and can i just say anyone i've spoken to everyone has been like it was just so nice it it (laughs) felt like you were involved and you were invited and like on social media, people are speaking so, like, happily about these people. It's just, it's so strange. We're on different parts of the internet, though, because my TikTok feed has been somewhat filled with people just complaining about Rambeer and how Aaliyah, like, deserves so much oh, yeah. better. That's a whole other side of the story. But That's, like, all my TikToks have been. There's lately. a theory that he, and a, a friend, this is getting way deeper than I thought this was going to, <laughs> but that... We talk about slut shaming so much, especially with women. But yeah. when it comes to a man who was slutty at one point in his life, yeah, might have reformed. That's true. Everything that well, happened with Deepika and Katrina was ten years ago. So I, when I when you told me, you broke the news to me that they got married. Yeah. Um, when you told me that they got married, I was talking to my dad about it, and I was like, "Oh wow, like he's Warren Beatty and she's Annette Bening." Yeah. And my I had to like explain yeah. this whole thing in ten minutes to my dad. But, like, that's totally what it is. He was the Warren Beatty. He, like, was a philanderer and would go around with everybody. And then she she locked him down. Good for you, Aaliyah. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you're happy, and as long as he keeps you happy. Yeah. And I get the impression that, like, maybe he's just learned. He's He learned from his sordid past. He was young when he got that celebrity. It went straight to his head. He did bad things with it. And then maybe he just became a better man. Mm-hmm. And she made him a better man. Isn't it interesting, though, that we're watching a movie with Aliyah Butt and with Vicky Koshal, who also yes <laughs> is married to one of Rambeer's past lovers. Yes. It's <laughs> I sound like Karan Johar. <laughs> you do sound like Karan Johar, but it's totally true. Are we no. moving back right into the movie then? I think we should. I think, yeah, it's should just we? the segue yeah. is too perfect. It's good. It's a good one. You picked a good yeah. one. Thanks. So this week... Just so that we can get this portion out of it. We are in bonus episode number one Woo! of season three. And for it, I chose for Mita to watch the 2018 drama thriller from India titled Razi, which means yes. to agree. Mm. 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 I will give you the plot discro yes, <laughs> for Razi. A Kashmiri woman agrees to marry a Pakistani army officer in order to spy on Pakistan during the Indo-Pakistan War of 1971. Pakistan. I feel like I have to say it one more time. Just putting it out there. Totally. But (laughs) kudos to IMDb for a solid description. Yes. Succinct to the point. Yeah. Like exactly what the movie is about. Without giving the movie away. Exactly. It's totally. Perfect. This is a shout out to IMDb. A hundred and what? Three episodes? Yeah. You got it, (laughs) it, IMDb. You did it. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Good for you. Yep. But Nadeem, why don't you tell me and our listeners why you chose Razi as your bonus episode? Okay. So Razi was on my main list for Mm -hmm. season two. And it was one of the first movies I placed on there. And I placed a lot of Bollywood movies. There was about six or seven that I placed. And I, when I was doing the math, I got 25 films. 
and I was trying to really be careful with what I picked. So I picked five Bollywood films, it was probably about five foreign films, and then 15, sorry, English languages, actually, what it mm-hmm. worked out to. And when I boiled down my Hindi picks for the film, Razi at the time felt like a movie that I could cut in lieu of something else. Uh, Razi was the one I really contemplated between Andhadun. Okay. But I picked Andhadun because it was fun. And it's okay. it was uh, the twist a minute and all of that. Like it really, it and it was the start of the, the what I think is the Hindi movie renaissance in India. Mm-hmm. I don't regret picking Andhadun. I regret not picking Razi though. Hmm. Razi is a movie I've seen. This is probably about the fourth time. I saw it when it first came out. I bought it because I enjoyed it. And then I watched it a couple of times. I think I watched it at the beginning of the pandemic, I want to say. So it's been about two years since I've seen it. And every time I watch it, it's one of those movies that when I sit down and watch, I'm like, this is way better than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. It always, I remember it being a good movie, but when I watch it, I sit down and I'm arrested from start to finish. I didn't pull out my phone when I watched it this time. I didn't check the time. I sat and I watched and that rarely happens. I find it's easy for me to get distracted. Mm-hmm. And so I really regret not picking this. And I really regret letting this slide in service of an English language film. And mm. Razi for me has brought out a lot of things that I'm going to discuss. Okay. But before we discuss, yes, I do want to hear your thoughts. But I'm going to say one thing a little controversially. Okay. I want you to hold on to whatever your opinion, whatever your review is going to be. Okay. But if you didn't like this, I'm going to fight you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want from me right now. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just telling okay. you. I first want to say, though, yes. I'm surprised you didn't mention the fact that you've been trying to get me to watch this. For two years. For yeah. two years. Uh, easily two years. Literally every time I'm like, what should I watch? Nazim says Razi. And I'll say this. You always bring it up. Yeah. And then I always go and I look at the poster. The poster for this movie sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great artwork. No. It's not great artwork, and it's just, it's Ali about holding a gun. Yeah. And I'm always like, I don't want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch Ali about the holding a gun. I'm not in the mood for it. Put your boxing gloves away. We do not, <laughs> we do not need to fight. Yeah. What I was going to say, I wish you picked this over Andadun. Mm. Yes. I think you're right. I really do like fun. I yeah. need fun. And your list needed some fun, yeah, too. Let's be did. honest. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's smart to say, okay, like Mita has to watch something, let her watch something that she might actually enjoy more and kind of like portrays to her aesthetic yeah. a little bit. I found Andadun to be over the top and like a little like crazy. It's, it is a crazy it's film. Crazy. It is crazy done well, but it's crazy. Yeah. It's wacky. Yeah. Wacky. This is so good, Nadim. It's also, it's okay. It's a spy film, yeah. everybody. It's about a spy. It's so entertaining, but not in the cheap thrill way that spy films can be sometimes. Like, it's not filled with, like, montages of this, like, character going through, like, their spy work or, like, learning how to become a spy. Like, you do get that, but it's not, like, it doesn't feel 
like, and I can't believe I'm saying this, it doesn't feel like The Man from Uncle, which (laughs) is a spy film that has that same kind of idea, taking this woman who doesn't belong in the world and placing her in it, which it's still a movie that I love. I'm not going to admit that. I do love The Man from Uncle. But it's not like The Man from Uncle, but it could be The Man from Uncle, but I'm glad that it's not The Man from Uncle. It's just so reserved and everything. And also, I had that same arresting feeling. I did split it in two parts because a guy was tired and Mm -hmm. it was nighttime. But I was like excited to wake up this morning and finish it. I was like, oh, I need to see what happens here because, like, it's very exciting from the get go. It doesn't even, it's not like a slow burn or anything for you to get to the action from the instant that you actually meet her character. You're like, who is this girl? Just like (laughs) trying to save squirrels. I was like, she's going to be a spy. She's going to infiltrate Pakistan. How is this going to work? And then it also just brought out, like, I, I am Canadian. I was born Mm -hmm. in Canada. I am, my parents are of Indian descent and are from India. But the whole time I was thinking like, this is for our dish. I was like so happy for her to be fighting for India um, and to be doing all of her spy work. But I, you don't need to fight me. I, I did enjoy this. I, I really did enjoy it. I'm so glad. I'm like legitimately yeah. <laughs> happy because while I watched it this time, because again, it was on the list because my memory of it is so fun. But when I watched mm-hmm. it this time, I was like, oh, wait, this movie has so much going for it. It does. It has it really so does. much going for it. Yeah. Even the like romance, which I typically like, are to, in Bollywood movies are just cheesy and overdone. This is so nice. It's just lovely. It's what I imagine her and Rambir are probably like. <laughs> <laughs> Their romance is so underplayed. And yes. like, you believe every beat of it. And so that when it gets to that moment, the climactal moment between them, you feel it. Yeah. It's, You're like, oh shit. Yeah. Like you, Legit. The, you feel the emotion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. It is really good. It's pretty amazing. I was yeah. really impressed. I'm really impressed with a lot of things about this movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to talk about, I want to talk about like the things that we liked. And then I want to get a little bit more serious. Okay. There are some things that I yeah. think could be better. Absolutely. I think for yeah. me, there are things that could, like I could, <laughs> we'll get to that. But I think okay. one of the things, I there's two things I'm really impressed with with this movie. Mm-hmm. One of them is how it handles the India-Pakistan conflict, which... Mm. To our listeners who might not know, it has a very contentious history, like yes. a very, very dangerous history, really, and has never really been portrayed in the media as anything other than India good, Pakistan bad, from, from an Indian perspective. Yes. And I feel like this movie toes a line in a way that I've never seen a movie do, equally showing who's good, who's bad from both sides. Sides. Yeah. Really showing that it's about the individual people, not making anyone caricatures, not making anyone unnecessary. No one's like um, an overt villain. Yeah. Like it's not cartoonic in any way. It's it's very, you understand both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone is culpable to their actions. Like yes. it's not just like India's doing good things and Pakistan's doing bad things or vice versa. Everyone is really blended in there. And that is... That is a tight rope to walk. This was a very successful movie in India as well. And I think that is really reassuring because it shows that we can be patriotic without mm-hmm. being antagonistic. Was it popular in Pakistan? I don't know. I do have I Pakistani be... friends who watched it and yeah. who did like it because okay. that's what they felt. They felt like it... 
my wife yeah. actually is Pakistani and she's there a big fan of this. When I was like, oh, yeah. we're watching Razi this week. She's like, oh, I'm going to watch it with you. Like without That's hesitation because it feels very good. Mm-hmm. The other thing I really love about this film is I find war movies in general are often about, they're often very masculine. And they're, yes. they're often filled with violence and the gore and the front lines and it's about the men. And here we have a war movie from the perspective of a young woman. Woman. And there's only one sort of explosion scene. Yes. That's it. There's only one shot and it's not even like, it's not gratuitous. It's no. not, it's not overdone. It's like how it probably would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and... Can I just say, I I don't like war movies. Yeah. And I know that we're going to have to watch a couple. <laughs> a few, actually. Yeah. A few. I really just don't enjoy yeah. sitting through that. Like, I'm not. I can't. And this was so... At first, I was worried because I yeah. did look at, like, description. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Even with Heather, I was like, I don't like yeah. <laughs> war movies. But this is, is such an interesting way of showing it. And it is a more humanistic approach. And I think that's because it's coming from the female perspective. I think that's a part of it. And I think one of the great things that this movie does is it really tries to ask the question, is it worth it? Yeah. And movies really don't. I think Saving Private Ryan tries to ask that question as well. Like, is war Mm -hmm. really worth it? But it does it in almost a more like spoon feedy way. But like, there's sequences in this movie where you can see, first of all, Ali Abad's performance in this is so good. I'm very impressed with Miss Butt. Yeah, she's really (laughs) good in this. And there are sequences, like when there's... I I do have to mention some spoilers, so please, I do recommend you watch this. I think Mita would recommend the same. Um, But there's a couple of spoilery scenes to talk about when she drives over him in the road, you can see the internal dialogue going on in her head. I have to do this, I have to do this. I have to do this. And like, is this... Like, you can see her, like, thinking about it. And when she has that gun pointed at her husband and she's and she says, there's nothing above your country, you can see her thinking like, really? Is that really what I'm That's thinking? really what I have to do right now? Yeah. Like that <laughs> yeah. and that struggle and that feeling of these two people who are like country above all, but really don't think it and really are they questioning. Yes, they are. Yeah. And it's the idea of, like, what war does to people. Yeah. And the idea of, like, propaganda, too. Like, I'm sure they grew up around those things, him being from Pakistan and her from India. And, like, having to to ask yourself that question. Like, I'm in this position where I am working for my country. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, a government employee, essentially. But do I actually believe the things that my country is telling me to do? Do I have to follow through on these things? And I think... That this does this in such a nice, like a such a palpable way. Yeah. It's not filled with like explosions or unnecessary action scenes or things that probably wouldn't actually happen in a war. And what I like about a lot of this is that it comes from the intellectual perspective of war. And like her her mission is to get intel, is yeah. to find out things. And it's more about the intel that she's receiving than the actual strategy. Like it's more about the strategy than the actual like war itself. You don't get any scenes of, like, showing Pakistan, you know, attacking India or vice versa. Yeah. But you did know this is based on a true story. True story, which I didn't realize until the very end. Yeah. Which is amazing when you think about it. And that whole sequence about the intel that she gathered preventing that attack, the submarine attack from Pakistan, that happened. 
Yeah. Which is incredible to think about. And that it really makes you think of, I think the other thing is, when you talk about the casualties of war, you often think about, again, the men who died on the front line, as you should, because they gave their lives for Mm -hmm. your country. But there are so many other casualties and unspoken, unknown casualties of war. I mean, we are experiencing a war right now, many wars right now. Mm-hmm. And there are many. It's not ca- just about the soldiers, it's yeah. their families too. Like when she real, like she, so she has to kill her brother in law in this, spoiler alert. Yeah. But then when she realizes by killing her brother in law, she's really like broken her sister in law. Like she's. She made her sister in law a widow who has been nothing but sweet to her the entire time. Yeah. That's. I was like, why is this? This is so good. Why isn't everybody talking about this? Why haven't more people... Like, I don't know anyone who's seen this except for you. (laughs) (laughs) This is a movie... I actually tell a lot of people to watch this. And I think it has the effect that something like, for instance, Dog Day Afternoon has. When you get something in your mind, I think people think, oh, it's a war movie. It's a spy movie. And I'm like, no, you really just have to sit down and commit to it because it's not what you think it's going to be. It's not. It's so... Go on. Well, I think... It is. It has that. It has the strategy into intellect of war, but it's also Alia. But is just so endearing. It brings such a lightness to the subject matter, and so like you can actually sit there and be told a story. Yeah, it's not like it's not being like pushed at you or thrown at you in any way. No, no. she really she makes it because she's she is quite young. She yeah. is, she's 29 now. So four years ago when this released, she was 25. So mm-hmm. she's probably about 24 when she filmed this. She's a young, young adult at the time. And she yeah. brings that youth and that lack of knowledge almost with her. Like she's my, not, my... like if she was older, she'd almost be too old for the role. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like she's a young there, woman. She's naive. She's yeah. naive. That's the word. She's bringing that naivety about like living to her performance and as a mm-hmm. result you're with Sam at the whole time you're really yeah. like following her there are sequences in this that you're kind of like when she's trying to like break into something or do something you know she's going to get away with it because it's like 20 minutes into the, the movie, movie yeah. yeah but you're still like I hope she gets out like you're I still like yeah like you're all you're right there with it because her lack of experience is really conveyed and I can't think and maybe you might be able to. I can't think of a Western movie that captures this, that captures that like naivety and sweetness with this kind of gravitas and kind of combines it. I Because either spy movies are mm-hmm. The Man from Uncle and they're like lighthearted mm-hmm. or they're like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I was thinking of, um, I wouldn't say like there's a night, night, night. Naivety? Naivety? I, that doesn't sound right. Naivety, yeah. That's the word. Okay. It's... I wouldn't say the character in this film is naive. <laughs> you don't think Samet's naive? No, no, no. no. What I'm thinking, oh, okay. Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Melanie Laurent's role in Inglorious Bastards. Okay, yep. I wouldn't say she's naive, but I think it's that same notion of like, I am trying to do something here. I'm trying to get, yeah. like, I'm in the war. And I'm trying to do what I believe is right yeah. for my country. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't think of that. And... It's interesting also because the reason I love Inglorious Bastards is when we get to that portion of the film. Portion, yeah. 
that's the most exciting part. It's I remember watching the war portion and being like, okay, fine, sure. Oh, skinheads, okay. Yeah. And then finally <laughs> getting to Melanie Laurent and like that in whole the theater. scene in the theater and all of that and being like, oh, this is juicy. Yeah. He could have done that as the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. He should have done that. But when you when you just brought it up, that's what I thought of when I think about a, like a woman in these kind of situations yeah. that came to mind. Again, war is just so masculine. It is. We never that's see why it. I don't like it. <laughs> Maybe. And yeah. I feel like it's just so cliche. And this is a war movie that is not. Or if you, you know, when people do try to put it from the female perspective, they're usually like the nurse that fell in love with the soldier. Yes. And like, why am I forgetting the name of it right now? We're going to have to atonement. watch it. Atonement. Yes, or atonement, but also. Yeah. Oh, English patient. Yes, yes. the English patient. Like, it's going to be that, which is just like. No, that's not fun. I think <laughs> to bring up a Marvel movie, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Peggy Carter yeah, in Captain, Captain America, America is a really interesting character. I haven't watched the Agent Carter television series mm-hmm. that was on. I don't know if it's considered canon with the movies, but I can imagine they probably played along that idea of like, here's this woman in, the, in that era who like you wouldn't necessarily believe to be a great soldier, but she is. Yeah. No. Yeah. I could totally see that. But it's, again, and even with atonement, the whole function of atonement is, again, she's trying to atone for her sins. Mm -hmm. So it's attached to the violence. It's attached to the men. It isn't about her individual journey necessarily, about being in the war and her connection to war itself. And I think that's why this works so much, because this is not about, like, Samoth is doing this for India. That's her whole guide. Like, that's her Mm -hmm. North Star, is because she feels her father ingrained that into her. For India, and I feel like she's also doing it for her father. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at the same, but like that's kind of her guiding force is still to be in the war, not for romance or atonement or like anything mm-hmm. like that. Like she's still it's me- to get the job done. It's to get the job done. Yeah. So you mentioned or that there were some things that you didn't like. I'd like to hear them. I didn't love the music in the film. Oh, I love I the music like- in this film either. There's parts of it where it kind of, like, when you're watching her in some of these moments, they'll have, like, some back, like, more score than the actual, like, songs that are in there. The songs are fine, but the score, I feel like it cheapened it at some points where I'm just like, this is really unnecessary. We could just have, like, her putting together the wire or something like that. I had a specific example, but now it, it escaped my mind. But I felt like it kind of cheapened it in a little bit. But I also feel like... You're saying that this is sort of around the time that Bollywood cinema kind of started, started to turn. Started that renaissance. Oh, yeah. That renaissance, yeah. And so I can understand, like, wanting to have things in there. And the same thing with under the having things in there that, like, appease to what your regular audience mm-hmm. is used to. Or, like, maybe you're just not at a point to have something, like, a little bit more sophisticated. One of the things I also didn't like... Okay. <laughs> I didn't like this, but now that I know it's based on a true story, I kind of understand why it is. But I didn't love the ending of like her finding out that she was pregnant spoiler alert she's she's pregnant at the end of the movie with his child i felt like that felt too cheesy too obvious yeah too obvious also okay i wasn't super shocked by 
the switcheroo. I kind of no. assumed that that's yeah. what was going to happen. Okay, 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 good. Yeah. I thought that that was supposed to be like a really shocking ending. But no, no, no. But at the end of the film, like she finally makes her way um, out of Pakistan back to India. And as she like reaches Indian soil, she faints. And <laughs> you find out that she's pregnant. Yeah. And I just I was like, really? Like, was that necessary? Do we need to do that? But that's what happened in real that's life. I can't really <laughs> say anything. Yeah. I don't know if that's how really it played out, but she that. does have a son. Yeah. yeah, but the idea that she touches Indian soil and she's just taken aback and she faints before they revealed she was pregnant. I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but no, I, I think there are some things in here that lessened its its sophistication a little bit. And I think that this is a really good movie. There's just some tweaks that could have been made to make mm-hmm. it like chef's kiss. Mm. What did you not like? Very little, to be quite honest. Yeah. I always find... <laughs> The performance of the male servant, Abdul. Yes. He always reminds me of Fred Armisen in like an SNL <laughs> sketch. It's such a With weird Fred example. Fred Armisen playing um, Robert Durst in Unbreakable Yeah, Kenny that's Schmidt. exactly that's what, it, what is. it is. There's yeah. something very, it's not a bad performance. And like, I get She's what there. it's meant to look like, but I can't ever shake that. Yeah. And it's okay because of what happens to him and like everything that ensues, but... The time that he's there and he's spying on Samath and, like, his discomfort with her and all of that. I think their interactions work because Alia, again, elevates them. Mm-hmm. But his performance always is just like, why are you so, like... Why are you so goofy? Yeah, he's it's a just little, there's something yeah. off about Even it. Even when he's, like, running away and, like, where where was he thinking of going? Like, I think that... he was going to the base. <laughs> base? Oh, okay. He was going to where they were. Yeah, that's okay. But even him running, I was like, this is... He's a funny runner. He's a funny runner. <laughs> He's a funny runner. Yeah. No, I, I love that comparison to Fred Armisen. Fred Armisen should be in a Bollywood movie. He'd be so I cool. think that would be <laughs> He'd fantastic. do such a good job. I just want to say yeah. that that song, there's that song when she gets married. It's called Dilbaro. So the mm-hmm. songs in this are written by the director's father. His name is Gulzar. The director of this is Meghna Gulzar, who directed what, Mita? Dalbar. Yes. So yeah. how do you feel <laughs> about the fact that she directed both of I these I like films? this so much better than Dalbar. Did you? <laughs> Yeah, really? I didn't love Thelvar. I felt Thelvar was interesting to me, but like I wasn't really captivated by that. I think like sometimes I feel like the different vantage points of that get really muddled, especially in a foreign language. Like mm. when you're having to read yeah, the yeah, subtitles, yeah. you kind of lose track of what's, of, what? of what's what. And so, you know, from somebody who like I understand Hindi for the most part, but I do need to read those subtitles yeah. to like get what's happening in the movie. I felt like that kind of um, didn't like blend out properly yeah. for me, so I was a little like confused in a lot of points, and I found myself having to go back a lot. Mm-hmm. This is just so much more palatable, and like it's not even that it's like spoon fed to you; it's just it's easier to take in yeah. as a film um, because there aren't so many ideas. Like it's very, it's, it's, this is her just trying to tell you a story Yeah. where I feel like with Delvar, it's like, I'm telling you a story, but I'm going to tell it to you in like a bunch of different ways. And I get why <laughs> she did that though, because the case is so um, convoluted. Like yeah. you have, like there's just so much to it. I feel like something like Delvar would make much more sense as like a limited series, series yeah. as opposed to a film. Yeah. But yeah, I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so anyways, this is made by Meghna Gulzar. Her father is Gulzar. He is my favorite writer in the world. Oh. And his music, he writes lyrics for a lot of Hindi films. Mm-hmm. And he just writes immaculate words. Like, just words and, like, sentence structure that you could never picture together. So there's this song in this called Dilbaro when she gets married. And anytime I hear it, 
it makes me think of when my four-year-old daughter is going to get married. Oh it's just God. a very thing. So I was about to say, like, wait till yeah. Yeah. Like her wedding and you're going to make sure that that's like, played. always makes me tear up because I think of my own. The lyrics are just very, very sweet and very, like, she says at one point, Father, I'm I'm your I'm the princess. I'm I'm your princess, and I'm a piece of your heart. And it's just like yes, yes, she is. It's very very just like nice. Your daughter kind of looks like Aliyah, but it's like she could be Aliyah. She but could be, yeah. She, she likes... could be in a in a few years. We'll check in. <laughs> we'll check in. And see. <laughs> we'll check in and see. So I hope she thing... finds her and beer. <laughs> I hope he's not as much of a philanderer, though. But you just said I know. Maybe I just he... like tried to redeem him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing I want to talk about, mm-hmm. what Razi, watching Razi did for me, and I messaged you, I think, right after I watched it or the next day, something about how when I watch a really good Indian movie, it makes me, yeah. it really makes me crave more of them. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie that every time I watch it, it doesn't just makes me crave other movies, it makes me crave another Indian movie. I find mm-hmm. this is so grounded in being an Indian movie and so well done. It's so palpable and so it is entertaining, even yeah. th- but thought provoking at the same time. It really toes a line that is really difficult to do. And when I finished this, it actually made me a little angry that now we have to watch a hundred white movies. <laughs> but Nadine, that's why I gave you three movies I to know. pick and buffer. I know. <laughs> And I think it really actually yes. it really gave me a little frustration into. It also made me reflect, sorry, on the movies that I picked. And I picked a lot of, I think, Western language films and English language films because they are generally, oops, sorry, they are generally what is known worldwide. Mm -hmm. And we have a worldwide audience. And even though our Bollywood movies get some of the most listens of all our episodes, we want to make sure that we have episodes for everybody. So I did end up picking more English language. And I regret that choice Mm. because... While I did pick movies, I don't, you know, I picked some movies like All About Eve that you hadn't seen. Yeah. But now we're going to watch a series of about 96 movies where 90 of them are going to be the stories of white people. Predominantly Caucasian. I'm trying to find the right words to say that. And about six of them are going to be, you know, ethnic. And I'm not even saying that... You know, I saw that this Norwegian movie last week or two weeks before called uh, The Worst Person in the World. Mm-hmm. And it is all white people, but it's at least in a different language. It's at least yeah. a different culture. There's a different culture. Yes. It's all of that. It's the North American culture that I think you're... And now we're just... We're, we're going to miss. We're, gonna, we're just going to be engulfed in that. Yeah. And I don't... I'm, I'm not... It is going to, I think, once we're done with these six movies, it is definitely going to lead me with a little bit more of a stronger fist, I think, on Mm. these films. Yeah, which I think is fair, too. Like, you and I are fortunate enough to have the perspective of, like, growing up with foreign films and North American films. And so we do have a different outlook, especially, like, when we look at what's going to be the first, like, lag of our, our Best Picture nominees. Like, there's a lot of, like, musicals that were in there and, like, things that are could potentially be similar to like Bollywood movies, but like, are they going to be as good as a Bollywood movie? Probably not. But I'm not even saying it necessarily. I think if there were more foreign films even, or more stories about black people or, 
you know, Latino people or Asian people, more variety in general, it would be more Mm -hmm. palatable, but there isn't. And I, so are you saying that you don't want to do this anymore? <laughs> no, we've committed. And we've told we've the world committed. that that's what we're doing. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. But I am saying that uh, I know what I'm, I I know the movies I've picked, the three movies I've picked. And I specifically have chosen movies that don't have white people in them. Because there you go. I don't, I, I, we, we are going to have so much of that perspective for the next two years. And I think. It's good. I, I, I think, well, maybe we can come up. Maybe, maybe if we are successful. We do two episodes a week. Oh, my God. That's a lot. <laughs> Putting it out there. I don't know. Putting it out there. We'll see. Putting it out there. Or maybe if there's like a time of the year where, because this is two years for our lives, that maybe like things aren't busy for either of us. So like not December, not <laughs> but December. like a month that it's maybe a bit slower. We do like a mini series where we watch some foreign films. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm giving we'll you. Yeah. No, I know. And I, I yeah. look, I'm not even looking for that. I think what it was just one thing that like, I remember I was sick on Monday night when I watched this and I sat through it and I was super entertained. And I remember finishing it and the feeling after being like, oh, this was such a good movie was just like, I feel like the world is so deprived of these kind of oh, things. And like films. you said. Why are we continuing like, yeah, to do like, this? We're so deprived of. But we can point out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like you said, like you're you're a South Asian woman who I've told to watch this movie for the last two years. And I'm so glad that you I forced you to watch it and that you did mm-hmm. see what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. But how many people are missing out in foreign movies in general? It really always brings that to the forefront to me about like how many people are actually missing out on what the world has to offer for cinema, because it's so interesting when you give it a chance. It is. We can at least bring that to the table in our next season and we can talk about these things too yeah. because we have that vantage point. I think if they were if there were two Caucasian peoples who were watching all ninety six yeah. best picture winners, they wouldn't have those conversations. So I think there still is something to bring into the mix. I actually think that the right film goer, Caucasian or not, will recognize that. Yes. I th- I th- yeah, I truly do fair. think that. I don't, Somebody I th- who appreciates yeah. cinema in all of its forms. Yeah. I think that, like, we're maybe a bit more connected to it because of, like, representation. But I do think two Caucasian people reviewing 96 movies and being like, hey, man, where is the diversity here? Who are those two guys on YouTube? What are their names? Do you know who I'm talking about? They watch all these Bollywood movies, like, all the time. Oh, do you mean our stupid reactions? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Corbin and Rick. I watch their videos Corbin all the Rick. time. Yeah. Yes. Corbin and Rick. They watch a lot of Bollywood they movies. Do. <laughs> Every they time do. I we watch one and I like look up stuff on YouTube, I always see them. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's nice. I'm glad they're still doing this. <laughs> they're st- they've got a big following. But I think that's even cute. like regular moviegoers, that's what I'd like to think. And that's what I think because I think my perspective is from a moviegoer, not from a ethnic person. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. I think it's a bit of both. Okay. And that's fair. Yeah. It's a bit of both for you. Sequel people you ideas. Go. Um, well, before I go into that, yes, I yes. did want to say yes. that this movie made me feel like so patriotic towards India, but I also realized I would never be like a government spy. spy. I could never do it. Wow. You have to pay me billions of dollars <laughs> to do this job. But I feel like, like you'd I love just, what she did. The espionage I, of it all. I would love the espionage of it all, but like... I wouldn't want to have to sacrifice my life for yeah. my country and have nobody know about it. Yeah. 
Like I, I need the recognition. I, I need the recognition. Yeah. yeah. So I would like to be a bad spy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like so an evil spy. <laughs> One thing I did want to actually quickly mention before you go to sequel prequels is this is actually based mm-hmm. on a book called yes. Calling Samoth. The mm-hmm. book is a fictionalized retelling of the real story. And the oh. book takes a more strong stance about being pro-India, anti-Pakistan. And for instance, mm. when Samath drives over the driver to keep her secret, in yeah. the book, she makes a comment about how, like, I'm sorry, but I love my country more or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the writer was really angry that that was taken out. And when I look oh. at this movie, I'm like, no, Meghna Gulzar, Made it that, is, that is a genius instinct. Yeah. That, that's... You're isolating an entire audience yeah. with a line like that. Like, why are you doing that to your film? But aside from the audience perspective, from a character-driven yeah. perspective, that sequence opens up such a Pandora's box. If you think about what would you do, you would do the same thing she did, and you would feel the same way she did. This is a girl who didn't want a squirrel to get run over, and now she's got to get in a Jeep, and run over a human right. being and run away from the scene. Yeah. And she has no choice. And you okay. you sense all of that. And I'm like, that is that is that is the mark of a good filmmaker. Agreed. Sequel prequel. <laughs> I would like to know what happens with her son. Like mm. I, I see we see that he becomes uh, an official in the Indian army. Yeah. But like what if he has a really good story to tell? Yeah. Although I kind of don't want to see his perspective. I wish she had a daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be more interesting if she had had a daughter. Maybe. But also I'm kind of interested in like how her father got involved yeah. with all of it as well. Because he was like a little bit of a double spy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And by a little bit, he was, he was a double totally spy. totally a double agent. Yeah. yeah. He was a double agent. And I think I love a good like double agent storyline. Or when a double agent becomes a triple agent, but then they become a quadruple agent. Yeah. <laughs> like both. <laughs> but then we're just multiplying it. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I would like to see those stories. Okay. Or also her mom's perspective. Her mom knows more than she's telling. I think her mom knows what's up. And her mom in the movie is played by her real mom. Um, yeah. Which was yeah. really cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, that is one thing I was super curious about. Like, what does this this woman knows more than she is currently presenting? And I get that, yeah. like, it's not her story. So we kind of have to, we have to ignore some people. But her mom, knows, her mom knows. Her mom knows things. But I'm yeah. going to go into my rating. Okay. Clearly, I liked this. Um. <laughs> I think that's evident. I really, I'm really glad you liked it. I really am truly happy. I would have been really disappointed if you didn't. And I'm really disappointed that I didn't pick it for the the full season. But at the end of the day, I'm glad we still watched it and have yes. a recording of it. Because it's a great film. It is a great, great film. It is exceptionally made, exceptionally... Alia Bhatt, Alia Bhatt, Alia Bhatt, really. Mm-hmm. She carries this film on her very young, very capable shoulders. And as Mita pointed out in Small Talk, Alia Bhatt started off... Her father, Mahesh Bhatt, is a very famous director... She started off in a movie called Student of the Year that was terrible and she was really forgettable in it. And people thought, me included, that she would amount to nothing. Now, 10 years, 8 years into her career, and she is, without a doubt, I think the best actress in the industry. And she has Mm -hmm. given some incredible roles, taken on such difficult performances. She is exceptional. And Razi is, I think, proof of that. This movie wouldn't have worked without her. And I think Meghna Gulzar 
Gay had a lot of faith in her to do that. I also love that this is by a woman. It's a feminist film, but is not oozing this feminist overtone to it too. It's really just telling a story very softly and very nicely. And it's a very skilled film, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated about it. The other thing I really appreciate as a Muslim person of mm. Indian heritage, given the current stance of Muslims and Islam in India and how tumultuous it is, it is really nice to see this film not treat Muslim people like villains. Mm. You have a 100% Muslim characters in this film, like a few side characters are Hindu. Everyone is Muslim. Everyone is given decency. Everyone is given space. No one is villainized. No one is a caricature. And that's really, really, it's nice to see that. And we yeah. do need to see more of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing that out into the universe. I was going to say, like, earlier when you brought up the the idea of, like, both sides are shown equally. Like, there's no villain and yeah. there's no real, like, hero in this it's I think a lot of times what happens when you have the India versus Pakistan storyline yeah. is it's Hindus versus Muslims. Yeah. It's not actually about the two countries. It's more about the religion. Yeah. Um, which it, it's nice to see both both perspectives. Yeah, in this, absolutely. But. I wish we were watching more foreign films next season, but I'm going to do my part to infuse that into the next couple of episodes. I highly recommend this. I've been recommending it to Meetha for two years. <laughs> I've recommended it to friends. I say it because it's a, it is a good movie. It is worth your time. You will like it. This is a solid four stars. There you go. Yeah. My turn? Yes. I'm glad I waited. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> I think the first time you might have suggested this to me, I don't think I would have appreciated it as much. And that a lot of that is because... I've watched so much more Bollywood now and like I kind of understand what Bollywood is like the first time you suggest this to me I was still living in 1996 like, oh yeah there you I, go yeah you know and so I understand what's come of Bollywood and like the changes that they've made and I appreciate it so much more I appreciate the filmmaking that's being done there and I think the thing that I really enjoyed the most about this and you said this when we watched the piano it is a movie about a woman, but you wouldn't say like this was directed by a woman. Like there's no gender attached to this. This easily could have been directed by a male as well. And I think that's what makes this work so well. Like she is, Ali Abad's character in this, she is naive. She's young, but she's not, it's not like you threw Cher Horowitz into yes. the spy Right? It's more of like, she is a person. She's this person who is being thrown into this situation and she acts like any other person would. And I think what I like the most about this, especially coming from a war film, it's not about the action. And it's, and even though I brought up like it's more strategy versus um, actual like physical tactics, Mm -hmm. it's so much more about human story and human connection and how we work as human beings. Um, as opposed to evil versus good, which is what is so much in war films and what you're supposed to get out of these things. You're supposed to have to pick a side, but there are no sides to pick here. You're just being presented with the facts of the story. And I think that's really difficult to do. It's really hard to be unbiased from all different vantage points. And it's so interesting to me that she also directed Thalvar because I feel like she tried to do this with Thalvar. And tried to do it in a really interesting way, but I don't think it was as successful as this mm-hmm. is. And this is such a simple version mm-hmm. of like what could have been told. 
I, I'm glad I watched it now because I don't think I would have appreciated it two years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the first time you suggested it was, but <laughs> <laughs> you've been trying for quite some quite time. Quite some time, Ada. But I think this was the right time in the right place. And the only thing, though, is I do wish that we had watched this earlier this yeah. year. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more than some of the other films that we watched. And I think um, I would have walked away a lot happier. But <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm going to give it four stars as well. Yay. Mission Yay. accomplished. How about that? Finally. Had your dad seen yeah. this? I haven't asked him. Mm. Uh, we've been fighting. So. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> I'll ask him now. The last thing I will say is that I think what you pointed out, there's no good, there's no bad. Yeah. There is no good, no bad. And you're supposed to essentially see that everyone is a loser here. Yes. But the movie still shows you that this woman is somehow still a hero. Yeah. Without showing that it it, at the expense of anybody else. So is the Vicky Koshal character. Yes, exactly. Like you understand why everyone does what they're doing in a war setting. Yeah. 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 And that question of, again, the question that always comes back to, like, country over everything. And you're really wondering, like, is that a statement or is that a question? Yeah. It's, it's great. Is it? But yes. I'm glad. I'm go. so glad, Mita. I'm glad you liked Four it. Four stars each. I need to add it, but this is being slow, so I'll add it later. That's fine. There we go. You can add it after we've played. Different characters. Same word. I think my, I'm off. Sorry about yeah. the voice. I think there's a little bit of a lag in our Possibly, yeah. meet today, but we'll see. Okay, so I did not pick a foreign film. Ooh, that's okay. I we'll survive. I picked something that would not be nominated for an Oscar because I thought that that would be good for us because we're going to be watching a lot of Oscar winning films. A lot of Oscar movies, yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, Nadim, it is three actors that I have chosen okay. for you. However, they their characters are all from TV shows. Okay. They're not mo- movie characters. Okay. okay. So the characters' names are Lois Lane. Okay. Abe Weissman. Okay. Eli Gold. Okay. And your timer starts now. So Tony Shalhoub is Abe Weissman. Yeah. Terry Hatcher. Yeah. For Lois Lane. Yeah. So something with t- <laughs> Terry Hatcher, Tony Shalhoub, and who is the third one? Eli Gold. I don't think you've watched this TV show. I feel like Eli Gold is a major character, though. Yeah. Something with Tony Shalhoub and Terry Hatcher, a movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do I know this movie? Yeah, you know the movie. Oh, damn. But I don't know if you know that these people are in the movie. <laughs> are we watching Scoop? I didn't pick... No, we're okay. not watching Scoop. Woody Allen hires Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We have 15 oh, seconds God. left. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to connect it. Especially if, no. like, this is not a them. Give me give me Eli Gold, and then maybe I'll be able to connect um, it. Alan Cumming. And you have two Alan seconds. Thick? Oh, Alan Cumming. <laughs> Alan Cumming. <laughs> no. Those three people? Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're are we watching... watching Rocky Horror Picture Show? No. Okay. Alan Cumming is not in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Then who's the who's the other one? Tim Curry. Tim Curry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tell me. His, okay. We're watching Spy Kids. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I should have guessed that. It was on it was yeah. on the list. Yeah. There we go. Okay. There you go. 
Cool. I'm very excited. Another spy movie. Another spy movie. Maybe you got a theme <laughs> yeah. going here. There we go. Where yeah. am I watching it? On Disney Plus? Uh, Netflix. Netflix, okay. Netflix, yeah. All right, Spy Kids. Spy- Robert Rodriguez's Spy Kids. Is there another one? No, I just, it, I didn't know if you knew that Robert Rodriguez yes, directed it. Yes, I did. It. Okay. <laughs> I, all, but I was more like, is there a Spy Kids by someone else? No. With Antonio Banderas, Carla Gudino. Okay. Mr. Megan Trainer. Mr. Megan Trainer. Yeah. Spy okay. Kids. You've never seen it, I've right? I've never seen Spy Kids. Okay. Cuban Man came out in 2001. <laughs> Just, uh, and in 2001, I was 10 years old. Okay. 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 Have you seen it since? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yep. Okay, Mita. That's for next week. Yeah. Do you have any parting words for us? I do. Nothing before the nation. I actually thought, because some of the, I really liked some of the code language they use. Mm-hmm. And I thought you might pick some of the language that, but I guess this is the big one. The translation, you know, it's hard to pick quotes. I, remember, I was trying to pay attention to the movie. That's true. <laughs> After one point, she she calls and she's just like, the roof is leaking, but we had it repaired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or something about her cat. <laughs> yes, the cat, too. Yeah. Yeah. The cat. But I yeah. hate cats, so. That's fair. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for Spy Kids. Spy Kids. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by no one. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.